Welcome to Calls on the Coast, the podcast where we talk about riding the waves of sustainability, preparedness, and living the small homestead life. I'm Charlie. And I'm Jessica. And today is another Monday Menagerie episode. Um, I guess we'll just start in the random area that we can. We've had the most stressful week, probably, of the year. I don't know. I don't know. It, it seems like that, to me at least. Because when you have sick kids and there's just one after the other after the other, you always have to try to rebalance what you're doing in order to go on the next step. Yeah. It has made troubleshooting, like, schedules and what what the plans are, the planning aspect of the yeah. home, very challenging. The children all caught pink eye at different times. We started... With the baby, and, oh gosh. So, we started with the baby, and she wakes up from naps, and, like, the grossest yellow goo is just pouring from her eyes. I've never seen it that bad. It made my eyes hurt that it it was so bad. It did. It was so bad. So, I called the doctor, and he answers, and he sends in a prescription to the pharmacy, and I'm like, great. So then I take... Oh, yeah. It was the Sunday before Labor Day. It was the Sunday before Labor Day. And I completely forgot it was Sunday. And what do the pharmacies do on Sunday? They close early. They close early. At least here they do. Especially the one at the grocery store. <laughs> Actually, all of them did. So I didn't make it there before 6 o'clock. And they wouldn't give me a prescription and I was just so sad, and then I was like, I came home, and I'm like, what am are we going to do? And I finally was like, wait a second, I'm crunchy, let's ask the crunchy people. So I start looking it up, and it's like, you can use colloidal silver, breast milk, and so I kind of start doing some of that, and it gets a little bit better, but it still didn't go away, so I did end up going and picking up the prescription after the pharmacy opened on Tuesday of that week. And that's when the second kid got it in one eye. And so we were dealing with that. And I ended up taking him to the doctor that Friday. to, And they prescribed him something which ended up being a different prescription. Yep. Start using it on him. And then his brother caught it too. So we're down to three, right? And we're going through this. We're doing eye drops in the three of them. And... Oh, and I had had it too. I yeah. forgot about that one. So I was the second one to catch it, actually. And I had to completely reschedule my lessons and all this stuff. And it's just a big headache and hassle and lack of money at that point. And then, um, so Joe gets it. And then Casper gets it in his other eye while on the drops. So we have to call the nurses and be like, what kind of thing is this? And they're like, uh, yeah, here's a better, here's a stronger prescription. And this is some, some big stuff. Like, I didn't know how expensive some of these drops got. The pharmacy sent me a message with like the total price for it. And for two bottles of it was supposed to be over $200. Like, can you imagine? That's crazy. It is crazy. So, um... But it turns out that our oldest ended up catching it at the end of all of this. Like, we thought she was getting away without it, and she didn't. So, all of our plans for the past 
It's been more than a week. It's almost been two weeks. Yeah, I guess it is two weeks today, isn't it? Yeah. There's three Sundays that have been affected by it. <laughs> so, it's been a lot, but it's... Uh, you deal, you deal. Sometimes it makes it more simple because, you know, like the day I should have been teaching, I was at home with the kids. And then other days times like this weekend we were supposed to go to camp with the big two but because Adelaide had it we kind of kept her home we didn't go the first night and then I kept her home they kept we kept her home most of the day and then she looked fine so we ended up bringing her for the the last little bit that night and we had a good time didn't we yep so had some marshmallows around the fire yeah marshmallows in the dark in the dark so why do you think marshmallows have blue dye in them? Uh, that's because the marshmallows are, they're slightly yellow when they come out of the vat. Because it's cooked syrup. Ah. Oh. And the blue dye counteracts the yellow and makes them more white. Okay, so like the bluing and the laundry detergents and yeah. stuff? I see. Or like that purple toothpaste that they advertise. Purple toothpaste? Yeah, you've not seen that? No? It's like, it's got, it's a purple dye toothpaste. It's supposed to dye your teeth and cancel out the yellow. Oh. But it doesn't actually work because your teeth don't absorb the dye like that. <laughs> it would be a bad thing if your It teeth... works on the porous, um, it works on the little examples that they have, but it doesn't actually work on your teeth. Like, if your teeth did absorb it, that would be a problem, right? Like, that means the enamel wouldn't be working. Well, you'd eventually turn your teeth purple, so... <laughs> What are they using it on, like, porcelain? I don't know what it was. They Plastic? have, like, a little example, yeah, and they they show, like, a little dot, and they wipe it over the top, and it cancels it out. So that kind of reminds me of, like, the witch doctors that would run around. Not witch doctors. What do you call them? The people that would go around. Charlatans. And the charlatans. Running around to the different towns, selling the liquor in a bottle or whatever it was. Snake oil. Snake oil. Snake oil salesman. That's basically <laughs> what it is. Was it just liquor, or... What? Like, what snake oil? Like, from a snake? It was what... Yeah, they would try to sell stuff that they'd call snake oil that was supposed to be a panacea and heal all sorts of things. But in fact, it was just either something that was re-bottled that they bought, like mineral oil or mineral spirits or um, just alcohol or whatever. Mm. It could have been whatever it was. Gotcha. But. So, yeah, Okay. Well, going back to the pink eye, if anybody wants to hear this, um, pink eye, you can treat pink eye with colloidal silver. It has to be 10... 10 parts per million. 10 par parts per million. It did help. And we, like I said, we did that for like two days on her, and it did help, but it just wasn't kicking it, and we knew we needed to get it gone because of all the other kids, and of course, everybody ended up with it anyway. So whether or not it was a virus or bacterial, I have no idea. I'm still confused about how that works. Because I don't know how the eye drops are supposed to work if it's a virus. Mm -mm. But it certainly acted like a virus and how contagious it was. Even my grandfather caught it. It probably was a virus. But the virus can cause the mucus and the mucus becomes infected with the bacteria. I see. I see. Okay. And so then it, because it just turns into bacterial after that. I gotcha. Like a cold can cause you to have a sinus infection, and then you have a bacterial infection. And that's probably why it affects people differently. Yes. Because, like, 
Bella's and Joe's were really pretty dang bad. And then Adelaide was kind of medium, but it was mostly in one eye. It's probably because hers was probably just bacterial. And then Casper's wasn't too bad at all. And then Arabella's could have been viral and bacterial. Yeah, probably so. Because she kind of got weepy a little bit again when the boys started getting it, too. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So, yeah, and then the breast milk, I guess I did I did put a little on her eyes at that very beginning of it, but I didn't keep doing that. That felt a little bit weird. It shouldn't feel weird, but it, it did. Because breast milk is like, what, antimicrobial? Well. Supposedly, I mean, and. Yeah, I guess. It's got enzymes and probiotics and whatnot in it. Now, something, it's funny that all this happened, and then I'm listening to a podcast, and there's a lady that gets on there and starts talking about how you can use chamomile to help with pink eye, but I don't know if she really knew about it, that, if that was really a thing, because the person interviewing her was like, now tell me about what you use to help keep away pink eye, and she's like, oh, I steep chamomile and then put it on my kid's eyes, I think it's like, I think she's like using the tea bag. Like she makes her own tea bags out of the dry chamomile and then puts the post brewed one on top of the eyes or whatever. But she's like, I do this. I do that whenever it looks like my kids are going to get it. And then I do that and then they don't have it. And so like she's taking that as like she healed it with that. But I don't yeah. know. Like, was it really just allergy eye that the chamomile just kind of helped seal and soothe the eye? I don't know. There's no telling. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about that one. But I, it's not like it would hurt, especially if you... Well, I don't know. When I looked it up, it said that you can use some warm, wet compresses compresses to kind of clean up the eye, but not to do it too often because it would actually exacerbate the problem. Yeah. And I don't... Is that just because the warmth makes the mucus come out more? Or, like, what is... Do well, you know? yeah, you don't want to burn the eye. Well, that's true. But when you have a sty, do you know anything about styes? Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, because that's a clogged pore. You want to use heat on it in order to get the pore unclogged. Yeah. Like, they literally tell you to go as hot as you can handle. But when it's a bacterial infection, it's already inflamed skin. You don't want to Okay, it would cause it to be more inflamed. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, that's a lot of talk about eyes. What you got? Anything? I don't know. I don't have a whole lot. I mean, we could talk about the crazy stories I've been watching on YouTube. <laughs> what kind of crazy story? Um, like the one the the Russians that saw the UFO and shot it out of the sky, and then the little aliens came out and turned into an orb and like vaporized all of them. Oh my word! That's one of them. Uh, what's another one? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know about all that. that I listen sounds to all silly. sorts of crazy stuff. It sounds pretty good when you're listening to it, huh? The Denver Airport. The Denver Airport. What is this? Denver, Colorado. Well, I know Denver, Colorado. Their airport has got all this, like, hidden symbolism and imagery. Mm-hmm. Used to have all these murals that were, like, had these horrific scenes of either, like, Nazis or um, people in gas masks or... All this weird stuff. Mm-hmm. But apparently they've taken a bunch of it down. I don't know if that's true or not, but... Hmm. Well, that's interesting. 
I mean, if you want to see crazy stuff, you can just come to Fairhope. Oh, no. This is crazier than that. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I gotta see if I can find something. Because one, it looks like a Nazi with a gas mask on. And then the other one kind of looks like um, like a whole bunch of people from across the world bringing their guns and stuff to a Nazi. What? Yeah. Let's see. Alright. So here's that one with the kids. Oh, they're bringing it to a... Um, well, I wish it would go to the picture. So did you say this isn't a real airport? It was. Until they covered them up. See, they have these people from all over the world bringing different weapons to a kid that has a hammer. And he's like beating them out of shape in order to, you know, forge peace or whatever. Uh-huh. But the prominent character is the guy with a hammer. And the hammer and the scythe are the symbol of communism. Oh. So it's That's like, interesting. Is it a communistic or is it... Oh, that kind of reminds me, though, of the, like, satanic creature in Montgomery, though. See, then look. Ooh. A Nazi with a gas mask that's kind of stabbing the peace dove. Oh, that's creepy. Sorry about that. We had to turn off our little noise machine. <laughs> That's why there's such an abrupt change in the sound. Yeah. So how do we know this airport really had these murals and that's not just a bunch of... No, it's real. Focus? It's literally a real mural. It's called Children Dream of World Peace. Huh. Or something like that. That's interesting. And it comes by a Nazi, eh? What? <laughs> no, it's not a Nazi that did it. It was somebody that did it. It depicts... An, like I know, a, I know. It's a depiction. I'm just saying. Like, that's the depiction that they used is a Nazi. It looks like that. I mean, I don't know what else you would call that. Got like an eagle on his head. Hmm. But okay. that's just one of the many weird things. There's a giant blue horse out in front of the airport, and it's just weird. The whole airport's kind of creepy. Hmm. Did they take a couple smokes before they decided decided what I don't to know, but see, put around? The blue horse. Ooh, that is creepy. That's like a demon looking horse. If you've never seen it, go look up Blue Horse Denver Airport. Well, that's creepy. All right, I'm trying to think. I don't think I ever flew into Denver. Oh, they got gargoyles. Never been too. that far to the west. When you walk by the gargoyles, they'll say, "Take me with you." Really? Yeah. <laughs> Some of them do. They're like, um, they're like in luggage. In luggage? Yeah, they're like open. They like pop up and say something? Well, see, like, he's like. Ooh, that's more than like a gargoyle looking thing. He's sitting in like a suitcase. Uh-huh, I see. And there's several different ones. Oh, that looks more like some type of Aztec monkey god thing. Anyway, that's that. Okay. That's what you've been spending your time on this week? I could week. probably come up with some more, but... <laughs> well, today we went and did a trivia night. How'd you feel with all that once we got going with it? It was good. I mean, I was mad that 
I was right about Twister being the first movie on DVD. <laughs> or something like that. You just, it just popped out of your mouth. And then we were like, no, that can't be right. It was right. <laughs> it was right. So, what was our uh, placement, Charlie? We came in second place. We did. So, I'm not too, I'm not upset about it. But the only reason we did is because of that last question. Yeah. We bet all 20 points on it, and we got it right. We did. That was easy, though. And that pulled us up. It wasn't that hard. All right, so what was our timeline? What was the correct timeline? Uh, Lady Gaga wears meat dress. Prince William marries Kate Middleton. Taylor Swift releases Red album. Mm-hmm. And then something about the, the Superdome has a blackout yeah like during the game i think says oreo tweets about the superdome blackout and i don't know what the superdome blackout was that's funny that you don't even know about it and you were like it happened recently well i figured it i mean superdome power adage delays super bowl uh 45 oh well that's kind of funny because it wasn't actually wait so that's Wait. February 3rd, 2013. And then Taylor Swift Red was released in 2012. Okay. And then uh, William and Kate were married in 2011, probably. 2011. Mm-hmm. And then... I, we, I was in college. I was in my freshman theory class. Gaga Meat Dress was in 2010. Yeah, so 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013. I don't know why it seems Those like were our college recent. years. Like, I, I heard all those, and I was like, we were in college for all of that. Like, well, I didn't really know about the Superdome one, but all of I didn't either. Like, when originally, we thought it was, like, uh, Hurricane Katrina. But it couldn't have been because that was where they were taking all the refugees to, was to the Superdome. Yeah. So, I was like, well, no, it shouldn't have been blacked out at that point. I mean, I'm sure they didn't have power during the hurricane, though. I mean, I'm assuming they didn't. I don't know. I think they did. How did they have power? The rest of the city was underwater. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly have no clue. I don't know. There's a bunch of mess about all that, too. Anyway. All um, right. So, yeah, we had fun. It was actually a lot more fun for a couple introverts than you might would have imagined. It was a, it was a good group of people. Good, good vibe going. Mm-hmm. Which was good. We had six teams. Yep. Of six each. And a few extra kids thrown in here and there in the tables. It was fun. Good good fundraiser with the church people. So, Charlie. Alright, hold on, hold on. Here. The one that we had a question about was Pat Sajak. Because it uh-huh. was, who is the longest running host of any game show? It's Pat Sajak, who is 40 years on The Wheel of Fortune... Who beat out Bob Barker, who is thirty years, thirty-five years, on The Price Is Right? Oh, okay. 
but everybody understood the question as who had, who been, had on. been the longest, like, who had been the game show host the longest. Okay, a game show host yeah. longest. Yeah. And I think, like, Bob Barker, he was on The Price is Right, so that was 35 years. But before that, I thought he had been on, I could have sworn he was on several other ones. Yeah, yeah, Truth or Consequences, 1956. Yeah, he was on, started hosting Truth or Consequences on 1956 and continued until 1975. And then from 1972 to 2007. So, yeah, he was the, like, Mm -hmm. he had the longest record of actually being a game show host, not the single longest show game show host. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, What's funny is all these questions that were, except, of course, the timeline at the very end, and maybe one or two of the movie questions, it all reminded me of growing up and going to my great-grandparents' house. Why's that? Well, because, like, the game shows, that's what they played every single afternoon, every evening. Oh, well, yeah. That's that's what they played. And then, like, all the movies, I mean, it all happened while we've been alive, or... They were reruns. That was a big deal to my grandparents' dad and my great-grandparents. Like, Bonanza and, like, all... You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Tim Toolman was part of the questions tonight and all kinds of stuff. They, they did a good job, I think, getting questions that everybody had a chance to actually know the answers to. Yeah. So, it was fun. If I didn't oh. say that enough already. So, what's one thing that we're looking forward to this week? I don't know if we've really thought about this week yet. Getting the banner placed on the on the van. Oh yeah. That'll be nice. We tried to get the part ordered and had a little trouble. We had a friend pick it up and it was the wrong part. And then I tried to take it back and they wouldn't take it back without the credit card it was bought on, which the friend had paid for it. So we had to actually ask the friend. That is one good friend. <laughs> they would go pick it up and then take it back and then get the next one for you. Yeah. I have to say, one good friend. If you're listening, thank you very much. He's not listening. He's not listening. Okay. He hasn't listened in a while. <laughs> and if he does listen and he hears us saying this, he'll say something. <laughs> So, yeah, getting the van fixed will be nice. You fixed a couple mowers this weekend. Well, started on one, I guess. Yeah, if it had all the screws. And then... Well, was another one. On the homeschool front, we've got a couple of trips planned this week. Going to the Nature Preserve and to the Gulf State Park. I haven't told you about our plans yet. What's the Gulf State Park one? Uh, the beach. Oh, just the beach? Yeah. It's really not the Gulf State Park, I guess. It's it's really just the beach. But what's that'll the, be fun. What's the um, other one? The other one, um, we're meeting down here at the Nature Preserve just to hang out and have fun together. I don't know how many people will show up, but the first time we did a Monday meetup, there were a bunch of people. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm looking forward to being outside with the kids, with other kids, so that my kids will have people to play with and run and jump and use lots of energy. Because I think the kids need a lot of energy outlet during the day. 
outside. Yeah. We do a lot better when they do that, so. They do. They need a lot. I don't know. I know. I'm pooped. I changed <laughs> the brakes on the car today. Well, the rear brakes. And I'm pooped. Yeah. I cleaned the Airbnb. We just got a little bit of laundry left and it'll be done. That's the worst thing about Airbnbs. Is having to... I guess maybe not everybody makes their cleaners do that. But when we clean it, we have to do all the laundry, too. That's a lot of work. But this time it was actually really easy. I got done real fast. So. Well, I don't know. What are we going to end on? Um, we'll have to learn how to play whist. Whist? Whist. It's like pinochle. Okay. Well, it's... Kind of, yeah, it is. It's kind of like pinochle, but you only use use a fifty two card deck, and then you you deal out thirteen to each person. You flip the top card over; it's the trump card. You play. As you play, you flip another card over, and you're wanting to collect cards. So when you win a trick, you discard the cards that are in the trick. And you get the top card, and if it's a desirable card, like if it's the trump card, you want to try to win the trick. If it's an undesirable card, like a spade or something else, or whatever, then you try to lose the trick. But you have to take into account that you have to follow suit. I don't know, it's it's interesting. It's like Pinochle, but you don't have to have that special deck. Oh, that's interesting. How did you find out about that? Well, because I've been looking up poker dice. <laughs> What's that got to do with poker dice? It doesn't. It just happened to show up because <laughs> one of the guys that I listen to is the Gather Together Games guy. And he's got all sorts of different tutorials on different games. Oh. And so one of them was Whist. I see. Poker dice looks pretty fun, too. <laughs> do you have to roll the whole poker game? No, it's you have five die, and you roll it and try to make a decent hand out of it. It's from nine to king, and you roll it and you try to make a poker hand. Hmm. All right. It's actually what Yahtzee is based off of. Yahtzee is actually based off of poker dice. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's why you've got the five of a kind, the full house, you know, the flush, mm-hmm. the three of a kind, all of that. Mm-hmm. That's that's straight up just poker dice. Oh, that's interesting. Because you roll, you get to roll three times. You roll, you can modify, you roll, you can modify, you can roll again, and then you're done. That's interesting. So how how long ago did poker dice come out? I don't know. Uh, poker dice were invented in 1777 by Benjamin Thomas Franklin. Did you just make that up? Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. Poker dice as a game. Ooh, wait. I don't know. Well, it doesn't say. Ooh. Mystery. You'll have to do some research to find out that answer. At least before World War II. I don't know. It's at, like, Wikipedia never lets me down, but today. Oh, no. It let me down. Oh, no. Wikipedia. Where are our inputters for poker dice? All right, guys, if you know about poker dice, 
let us know in the comments or email us at coals on the coast at protonmail.com is that right coals on the coast at protonmail.com okay that's that what is i said the correct thing all right um if you want your lawnmower fixed or your generator repaired you can call charlie small engines and we'll come to you and pick it up or we'll come repair it or you can bring it to us and we'll get you running again eventually eventually sometimes it takes a couple of visits in case there's underlying causes that haven't really been spoken of mm. right. All right you can't leave the gas cap off outside like I did with that other gas can and then expect it to run correctly after the carburetor's been cleaned mm. that's it happens. It happens. It does happen. Because I totally did that. I think the ga- that gas can's still out by the garden, by the way. Oops. I think it does too. I don't know what we're going to do with that one now. Oh, well. Um, if you want piano lessons, call Jessica. She does piano and violin. She's got one 30-minute slot left. Yeah. Fairhope's got very little. Foley, I've got more. But... I can't do a whole lot more in Foley either because of your schedule, so. And if you need anything laser etched or 3D printed, you can call Charlie's Craft Barn and um, something Emporium. I don't know. I'll come up with a name. Or just go to the Etsy site. Speed Limit 26 Goods. That's Speed Limit 26 Goods. And um, and that's on Etsy. So I think it's Etsy.com forward slash Speed Limit 26 Goods. Yeah, just just, go, just search it. In the search and you can, you can buy the stuff that we've already kind of got set up. Like you can buy a sign. And if you buy the sign, you can actually say, Hey, I would like to have a different whatever. Yeah. But you can email us. You can go to our website. It's got information how to contact us. Not phone number, but email us and we can always give you a phone number. Yeah. We don't mind talking to you. We just get tired of all the solicitors from putting it out on websites. I don't even have my phone number on a whole lot of stuff. And you still get it. But I get spam calls four or five times a day. That's annoying, isn't it? Every day. You get so excited because someone's calling you and then no. it's California. I am so relieved when I see spam calls come in. You that do? means that I'm not getting a bad phone call. <laughs> I don't like when I get phone calls. That's an interesting way to look at it. That's I guess that's kind of a positive way to look at it, isn't it? I get used to it. I'm like, oh, the phone's ringing. Okay, I can ignore it. <laughs> Brings you some peace and joy to ignore a phone call, eh? Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, have a good week. Or night. Or whatever. <laughs>